Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. This is Pop Health Week on the Blog Talk Radio and Affiliate Networks. This episode is brought to you by Health Innovation Media. Welcome, everyone. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show. And in the virtual studio today is my colleague, Fred Goldstein, principal co-host and co-founder here at Pop Health Week. Hey, Fred. Hello, Greg. Glad you could make it, my friend. So for those of you not familiar with Fred, he is a veteran healthcare exec with the and the president of Accountable Health LLC, a Jacksonville, Florida-based consulting firm. Fred serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Population Health Management and a sitting member of the Best Practice Review Panel for the Institute for Medicaid Innovations at the Medicaid Health Plans of America. He is a past chair and former board member of the Population Health Alliance. Fred is known on Twitter as at F.S. Goldstein. My background includes thought leadership and strategy consulting for hospitals, health systems, and physician-led ventures. I publish and principally author ACOWatch.com, HealthInnovationMedia.com, and PrecisionMedicine.Center. And now for today's special guest, Thomas M. Chamberlain, PharmD has 30 years of experience designing innovative educational programs, drug information services, and patient care initiatives for healthcare organizations and the pharmaceutical industry. He is the CEO and founder of EdLogix, a Virginia Beach-based organization that develops interactive educational solutions designed to improve health literacy and empower consumers to take greater responsibility for managing their health. Previously, Dr. Chamberlain served as Executive Vice President for Stay Healthy, where he was responsible for corporate development activities and oversight of the organization's business development strategies. Prior to joining Stay Healthy, he served as President of Managed Market Resources, a healthcare consultant firm that specialized in strategic planning, market research, product positioning strategies, and Salesforce training for the pharmaceutical and biotech sectors. In 1993, Chamberlain founded and served as the CEO of the Center for Health Health Information, an organization that designed and implemented comprehensive clinical support services, multidisciplinary educational programs, telephonic and web-based drug information and call center support services for healthcare professionals and consumers. Uh, with that introduction, Fred, over to you. Help us get to know Tom and what he's up to at EdLogix. Thank you so much, Greg. And Tom, welcome to the show again. Thanks a lot, Fred and Greg. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to get you back on. And uh, I think the last time we talked to you was actually at HIMSS um, a, a few months back down in Orlando. And there was a lot going on with EdLogix then. And I know there's quite a bit 
more going on since that period of time. So perhaps give our audience a little sense of the background of EdLogix, uh, what, what it is and, and why you started that company. Sure, I guess I'll start with why I started the company uh, in the first place and then tell a little bit more about what EdLogix does. But uh, we, um, you know, in my previous experience as a clinician, as a PharmD and managing my own patients, I had firsthand experience in the challenges of improving health outcomes and, and really the challenges around educating consumers to get more active and involved in their care. And uh, traditional education wasn't something that we've been successful in. So uh, about five years ago, I, I knew that there was an opportunity to address the evolving topic of low health literacy and, and more individuals recognizing that low health literacy was responsible for the out-of-control healthcare costs that we had. So if we could build a, a system that really improved individuals' health literacy and their understanding of health and why they should be more active and engaged in their care and make better healthcare decisions, I thought we had a winner on our hands. And we know that uh, low health literacy is responsible for close to $240 billion a year in uh, in excessive healthcare costs due to low literacy, and that's primarily due to you know increased hospitalizations, ER visits, non-compliance with medications and treatment plans, and even morbidity and mortality as as a whole. And um, so that's kind of the the impetus for going ahead and starting Edlogix. And what we did is uh, we wanted to leverage the power of technology and gamification strategies that uh, really have now becoming a core part of business strategy. So we wanted to change the way and transform the way consumers learn about health by developing a platform that uh, provided appropriate level of uh, health literacy education to help consumers learn about the important issues, focusing really on chronic conditions where the money is, 86 cents of every dollar is focused in chronic condition management. So we didn't set out to compete in the the wellness space per se, where there's a lot of wearables and physical activity and exercise and nutrition, but really focusing where the uh, chronic conditions and common clinical conditions, high cost, high prevalence conditions, cancer, you know, educating them on early detection and prevention of cancers, and then evolved eventually uh, after we started into more um, navigating the healthcare system, so educating people on insurance and advanced directives and caregiving and other areas around medication adherence. And so we put that, that platform together and integrated multimedia educational programming and innovative gamification, as I mentioned previously, with game-based learning being a key part uh, of our strategies for educating people and then incorporating innovative incentives to engage and make learning about health fun and rewarding and then uh, we tried to personalize that experience, and we've been doing a lot more in the last year of delivering personalized education, educational experiences where my, my platform and my content will differ than, you know, from yours or Greg's. And uh, we can kind of you know, target our education based on the fact that I'm a male of a certain age or you know, my wife's uh, particular platform and education is gonna be different. Uh, due to her personal attributes that she selected on onboarding or her age, age or gender. And then we, uh, we also thought it was important just to round out the offering and just kind of finish, finish this answer in a uh, 
in a way that uh, we can validate knowledge improvement. So we want to be able to measure, you know, from baseline to final assessments, are we making individuals smarter? Are we improving their grade point average? We have a health GPA, but we're also looking at, are we making their health literacy at a higher level? And then we, um, you know, we obviously have to incorporate robust analytics and reporting so that we can identify those gaps in care and ways to improve upon our education. And we needed to make this a, a mobile responsive platform that's uh, available on any internet uh, connected device, whether it be a desktop, an iPad, or a, a smartphone. Well, that's great. So you covered, you really covered a ton of the waterfront there. Uh, so let's drill in a little bit, because one of the things I think that I hear a lot more about, and I know folks out in the in the in the world trying to help people change their health behavior is this idea of games and gamification and there's really sort of been a little bit of a controversy as as to whether this is just fluff or does it really work or um you know you just get people playing games all the time talk about some of the thinking that went into the gamification and perhaps some of the resources edlogix has to help them as they think through what works in that area and what doesn't sure you know as as you know, gamification is a hot topic right now, but there's ways to use the power of gamification uh, to our advantage. And um, we, we believe that making, making the, uh, the game simple and easy, we, we kind of, we term, you know, we use the term edutainment. We're educating while we're entertaining um, and we're entertaining while we educate. And so we, we've developed uh, various games that incorporate evidence-based health information at the appropriate level uh, of literacy, identifying those critical educational teaching points on specific uh, chronic conditions, and then we incorporate them into games that are, that are fun and easy for whether it be young individuals or seniors or, you know, our typical market in the employer is, you know, a, a female in the 45 to 55-year-old uh, range, but our games are are user-friendly for all age groups, and we incorporate, you know, real, real good creative design and use of audio and sound, along with good graphics and visuals, and and make these games um, that uh, you know are delivering important information in a fun, easy to learn format, and then incorporating incentives into that gameplay, so they can be leveling up, they can be getting badges points and various rewards through, uh, you know, to position them for gifts, rewards, and other kinds of incentives that I'm sure I'll talk about in a few moments. Mm -hmm. So this is a, the EdLogix platforms we talked about earlier has really been targeted towards employer groups um, to begin with, and obviously looking to expand in other areas. And so when you talked about games and, and gamification, you also you know, have some experts I know that work with EdLogix, um, both on the health literacy side and on the game side, et cetera. Could you discuss some of the relationships you've established with these academic institutions and individuals? Sure. A, a big part of um, the, uh, the, the beginning days of EdLogix was surrounding ourselves with really high quality people that are full-time employees, but an important part of our success has been our strategic relationships with key opinion leaders and subject matter experts. And so we've been able to bring on experts like Russell Rothman and Ken Walston from Vanderbilt University's Center for Effective Health Communications, and Brian Primack, uh, you know, one of the uh, 
foremost authorities on gamification and game-based learning from the University of Pittsburgh, and he's the executive director of the Center for Research on Media, Technology, and Health. And he's, he helps uh, us uh, immensely in the area of designing appropriate types of game strategies. And so we've got experts that help us with uh, health literacy, both assessment and how to deliver the, the appropriate level of information at the appropriate literacy level, gamification, and then a variety of clinical experts that are, are very familiar with the latest uh, clinical information, and we incorporate that into all of our educational programming, our, our assessments, our games. So we utilize experts in various clinical areas, uh, including the you know the healthcare system, insurance, and and other areas as well. So we've got universities, academic medical centers uh, that uh, we're working with uh, in the area of cancer education with. Know, some of the individuals at MD Anderson and other other groups. So we continue to add to that uh, expertise and bring on additional subject matter experts that really put us in the forefront of evidence-based medicine and identifying those particular issues that are truly going to change outcomes. And a big area that we're, we're really honing in on is behavioral modification. You know, really looking at the way we can educate, transform the way people learn about health to change their behaviors to make better healthcare decisions. Yeah, and and what's what people sometimes forget, you know, is there's like you said, oh, there are these wearables out there. We've got this wellness program. We're doing this. We're doing that. But but if the people don't have a basic grounding of education, particularly around chronic conditions, selection of care, where to go, uh, how to use your insurance. <laughs> Uh, much of it could be for naught. No doubt. And, and what we try to do really is, is get people activated. There's, there's a lot of people that are out there on the sidelines that, that are not even aware that if they don't pay attention to their blood sugars, they, their doctors said you've got some high blood sugar that you, you know, they may have used the term diabetes, you're diagnosed, but they don't necessarily understand the implications of what that means. And if we can get them educated to the fact that they could go blind or lose their, their limbs uh, if they don't start paying attention to their blood sugar and eating right and taking their meds. So we're trying to get people, oftentimes in healthcare, you have to scare people and, and, and use the element of fear to get them to change their behaviors. And we're able to do that in a positive way, but we try to get them on the playing field so that they take advantage of all the other products and services that it, that that employer health plan make that they may uh, make available to their employees, but they're not signing up for a cardiovascular risk reduction program because they don't know the implications and why they should. So what we try to do is drive individuals to participate in other products and services, and we do that on the front end by educating them and engaging and even rewarding them for participating and signing up right off the AdLogix platform for an eight-week smoking cessation program because they learn the risk of smoking, for example. Mm -hmm. and, and this program is available to employers, right? So it goes either to the employers or through a broker potentially or through a health plan. Is that the normal way this would work? Sure. That's our primary. We we uh, market directly to employers, particularly large self-insured employers is our target market. 
uh, but we can go through brokers to smaller employers or, or large self-insured employers. So we've got relationships with some large brokers where the we're a preferred preferred vendor, and um, much of our future sales strategy will go through brokers and insurance companies and carriers and even TPAs, where they have access to large populations that are now beginning to ask for vendors' capabilities to improve health literacy and educate their, their population to take advantage uh, of the various products and services and also helping them to navigate the healthcare system. So our preferred target strategy for, for getting access to these large customers is through you know, the insurance carriers, the brokers, TPAs, and we do go direct at times. And, and many of these employers I know from what I've seen with some of the clients and, and being involved for a while is that they may have another program in place. Maybe they've got a program with an HRA and a biometric screenings and they're doing some coaching calls or some wellness, but they recognize perhaps that there's not enough engagement or that something's missing there. And so there are cases where EdLogix is put in when there is another program already in place or perhaps to replace a program like that. Is that the case? Yeah, I mean, it really is. Most situations, we've gone in uh, to partner up with existing vendors that are already that are already delivering services to that particular client. And in those cases, we may even integrate from a technological perspective into a single sign-on so that when they come into our platform, they can seamlessly transfer over to their disease management platform or to their, um, their health and wellness vendor. So we, we make other products and services better is the way we look at it. We help in, increase participation and engagement across the, the products and services that are available to them. And we do that by teaching them about telemedicine, for example. You know, telemedicine has you know, great potential, but and a good example is they may have a, an employer with 25,000 employees and only you know, 2% are signing up for telemedicine. If we can educate them on the clinical and economic benefits of using telemedicine instead of going to the doctor or the ER or to the urgent care and paying more money and spending more time out of their, their work setting, if we can educate them on the benefits and allow them to sign up right off our platform and get them up to seven or eight percent participation. That's a huge win. And same thing with biometrics. We've gone in and literally replaced other vendors because they weren't getting the engagement and they weren't getting the results that they wanted from that existing vendor. And so after we've gone in, they've kind of tested two different products and we've been able to displace other products that are out there, particularly in the wellness space where the return on investment is, is difficult to prove. Right. And I know one of the unique features that, that you know, have been around for a while is that EdLogix doesn't have to go in on uh, right at when the benefits year starts. We, it can go in mid-year, it can go in whenever and begin that process. Yeah, that's really, and, and oftentimes that's what the employer prefers is to do it off the benefits uh, enrollment cycle. And they can do it any time of the year. The beauty of ours, and we have a lot of testimonials from directors of wellness or HR executives that talk about the beauty of EdLogix is this, there's no heavy lift on HR. We manage the process. Our onboarding is 
very quick, it's easy with little impact. We handle all of the incentives, all of the onboarding and uh, the, the lifting on HR, uh, the requirements for them to be involved and engaged is very minimal. It's a, literally a few hours of planning up front and we take it from there and we can do it at any time of the year or we can integrate in during the, uh, the benefit enrollment time period. But we have mm -hmm. a lot of flexibility. And, and recently, I know you've been adding some new clients, and I know you added another one this week that then had an interesting news announcement. Can you talk about that? Uh, you're talking about Health Carousel. Correct. Uh, yeah, Health Carousel in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, you saw the news. They were just re uh, they just received a first place award for uh, best places to work in Cincinnati, and um, we ironically that award just came out, uh, and we just launched them. Uh, launching the AdLogix platform. They're very engaged. They're very employee focused. They do a lot to, you know, uh, uh, provide health and wellness benefits and services to their employee population. They're doing some really cool things uh, in the, uh, in the uh, employee wellness space, and they're using the AdLogix platform as an accelerator and as a conduit to drive participation and success of their existing successful programs. So we're real pleased to, you know, work with such an innovative company like Healthcare Cell, and they work closely, you know, their, their benefits uh, broker, and their benefit consultant, and their insurance carrier is very engaged and actually even working with them and us to make sure that we have an integrated uh, offering that really truly maximizes the effectiveness of our engagement. And I think uh, the underlying point that you sort of touched upon, which is, has been sort of roiling the wellness industry for a while now, is that this whole idea that it's really the culture of the organization that's critically important and taking care of their employees, et cetera, and not putting in a platform that does something to the individual, but that does something with them and works with them. And so to have a company, you know, that just got selected for the, uh, best place to work or best employer of the year, select the platform, says something about the type of program AdLogix is versus many of these other sort of punitive type wellness products. No, absolutely. We, you know, we're, we feel honored that uh, high quality companies uh, are selecting AdLogix. I mean, we're kind of creating a, a bit of a new, new industry of improving health literacy. When we started, uh, no one even used that term. Now, Clients are asking for products and services that are truly improving the health literacy of their employee population. And so um, the, the innovative companies like Healthcare Cell and some of our other clients are really looking to push, uh, push the envelope and transform the way people learn about health. Because at the end of the day, it really, everything is coming back to education. And education, you know, people don't necessarily like to learn about health. It's complicated. It's sometimes overwhelming. And if we can dummy that down into, and I say that respectfully, if we can bring the quality, you know, the, uh, the type of information down to the right learning level, then individuals will be less intimidated. They're playing and learning and, and getting activated and, and realizing learning about health is not as hard as I thought. And it's actually quite fun and I can get rewarded for it. So those are the kinds of, uh, you know, products and services that some of these leading employers and now health plans 
and, and other organizations are searching for and, and pushing to, um, you know, to their employees. And we're getting really good success on engagement and we're learning how to close gaps in care as we start looking at, you know, those individuals that are high risk, but may not perceive their risk to be high and may have a low literacy. If we could change the dynamics of those equations to really target and, and incentivize people to learn about the risk that, that, that does exist and change their behavior, then we can truly bend the cost curve uh, of spiraling out of control healthcare costs. Yeah, we've we've talked a lot sort of about the individual and how we how, how the way the product helps these individuals do, you know, learn about their health and make better decisions and and uh, understand their risks, et cetera. Um, as an employer, let me let me ask you this. There's a lot of concern more recently about the issues of security and how do I know the platform secure and what's the back end? Because we've seen a fair number of, of issues with healthcare and, and data, et cetera. And I know it's not cool in a sense, but EdLogix has invested, I believe, a fair amount on the backside of this thing with some unique partners as well. Yeah, I mean, that's critical. At the end of the day, uh, when we go into a client, uh, you know, HR can love it, the CFO can love it, their chief medical officer can love it, but if the security and CTO, you know, powers in that company don't approve it, it's not going to get implemented. So it has to be very strong, not just security, but also scalability. So we've spent a lot of time on HIPAA compliance and overall security and making sure that we have strengthened, you know, that we've really strengthened our encryption of our, of our information and our databases. So we spent a lot of time, you know, working with our partners, bringing on, you know, very sophisticated security um, companies that will uh, take on and sign a BAA and, and lay on top of, you know, uh, Amazon Web Services that we, we host our stuff in a secure cloud environment, but we've got additional layers to prevent any opportunity for breaching or, um, you know, hacking of the platform or information getting out there. So that's a big investment that we've made. And then the ability to scale that platform and, and perform you know, in, in large populations is another area. So we've been able to, because we're a relatively young company, implement some of the, you know, the latest and greatest technology. And we, we partner up with some of the best companies out there using a variety of companies, products and services, whether it be Red Hats, uh, you know, services or Amazon Web Services or a recent partner of Clear Data, which is one of the market leaders in security. We've been able to really invest our resources into those areas because that's really what differentiates us at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So a, a company selects the product for their employees. Talk through a little bit about how that then rolls out. And then we've got just a few minutes left, but maybe you can touch on that a little bit. So we, uh, we meet with our you know, partners, our project managers and product owner. And, uh, you know, our analytics team gets together. We identify their objectives. We go through a configuration, uh, you know, form and a launch timeline. And we identify, you know, who wants to be the actual individual that's sending out an, an email correspondence and other types of communications to their employees. 
how often they want to have incentives, what those incentives are, how many winners are there, and all the information. And then we plug that in to our um, ad administrative portal, and we customize it with theming for them. And uh, if we have a client that's that's committed and responsive, we can we can launch a a client within two to three weeks. Typically, we say it's going to be four to six weeks because everyone's busy doing different things. But uh, we we basically work with them. We identify you know their needs, their customization requirements. We put it in play, and then we launch. And then we work to provide them with analytics and reporting and recommendations. And we're able to enhance some of the capabilities and customization after we've launched to continue to enhance and provide new new wrinkles to our platform to that given employer. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, really appreciate you coming on today, Tom. It's always great to get an update on AdLogix. Well, thanks. We appreciate it. We're excited about the future of Medicaid and CMS and the VA and all those other areas that really are requiring better education around chronic conditions. So our employer market is our primary, but we'll be expanding into a number of other areas and it's value-based reimbursement continues. And if we're going to play it, well, well, thanks, Tom. We're going to have to turn it over to Greg to roll this baby on out. Back to you, Greg. Well, there you have it. That'll have to be the last word on today's broadcast. I want to thank our special guest, Tom Chamberlain, for his time and insights today. Do follow Tom's work at EdLogix on the web at www.edlogix.com and on Twitter via at EdLogix. If your hospital, health system, physician venture, or healthcare conference is looking for social media marketing support, including digital media content development, curation, engagement, or amplification, name me on Twitter via @2healthguru or email Greg with two Gs at healthinnovationmedia.com. Until we meet again on Pop Health Week, my colleague Greg Goldstein. This is Greg Masters saying, bye now. Sound of drums People couldn't believe